Welcome to Hero's Journey Physio Fitness. Our mission is to empower, inspire, and mentor people to reclaim their health and become self-reliant in their fitness. I'm your host, Dr. Cameron Hogue. Join with me as my co-host, Annabelle Rios. All right, guys, we're going live in three, two, one. You know what, Annabelle? We were talking about this earlier, but there was a time when I was speaking louder than you, I feel like, and you were speaking soft, and now you are just blowing me out of the water, man. I'm loud and proud, baby. <laughs> you are you are not ashamed anymore. <laughs> you are speaking what's on your mind. Um, well, welcome, everybody. We got another episode for you here. Um, before we get into it, we're going to do a little differently today. Not going to tell you about social media or anything. All I want you to do is just tell one person about the podcast who doesn't know about it. Just Ooh, one. Oh, yes. So just one person who you think would benefit from hearing some of this stuff, just tell them. And, uh, That's a different... I like that. Or organic growth. Yeah. There. Word of mouth. Like literally word of mouth. Word of mouth. So just tell one person. And, if, uh, yeah, if you're listening to at the office right now, just take the AirPods off. Hey, Bruce, <laughs> listen to this. Hey, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alex from Payroll. Yeah. <laughs> So tell one person about it, and um, yeah, that's all. That's all we got for the introduction today. So we are going to talk about uh, how to maintain weight loss for life today. And uh, there, a little disclaimer here. Obviously, we have not lived to the end of our lives, so yes. these are just things that have been working for us, things that we know to be true, um, that we think can be helpful. So again, one of the things we talked about last episode is we're all on a journey. There's not a destination. Annabelle and I are both on the journey, and we just want to share what has been working for us. Yeah, no, I absolutely. It's a, the thing is, when you hear a lot of people talk about different things, it's as if you have everything to figure out. This is what we're what we're using right now, what's working for us at the moment. But hey, listen, it could be 30 years down the road. It's like, listen, I was wrong. But, yeah. but that's the thing. We won't know until, yeah. until that very, very... But we do know it's working. It is working. And we know that there are other people this has worked for. Yep. So we kind of are putting it together and, and, and kind of combining some of the research in it as well. Exactly. So um, we hope you enjoy it. We have two parts today, okay, so mm -hmm. on, on this whole weight loss management for life. We're going to look more at the psychological side and then more at the physiological side. Exactly. And, and that is, uh, <laughs> I almost mixed those two words up there. <laughs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> Basically, mind and body. Mind we, and body. Um, I would say mind and spirit. Mind, spirit? Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, it's, it's not just a physical journey. It's also like a, a mental, you know, spiritual battle. Uh, one, I guess one of the reasons I wanted to do this is that here's a... You might not be like this, but I will explain to you guys how I, in the past, have done this endless loop of the lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. All right. It starts out like this. And this is why I wanted to do this. <laughs> I think they call that the the yo-yo diets. It, yeah. 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 Loop, That's what we learned you know, at school yeah, anyway. It's, just, it, it's funny. It's funny now. But so you decide I'm going to lose weight. You're excited. You're committed. Motivated. Motivated. You find whatever insert whatever diet or program you're you're gonna do, and then you start losing weight. Like man, I've lost five pounds, ten pounds. I'm excited. You're feeling good. Start getting the compliments. You're like, oh wow, I'm doing great. And then in between that moment, I don't know what happens, but like a switch, boom. You let up a little bit. You let off the gas. 
you don't immediately gain back your 10, 5 pounds, whatever you may have lost. But you start eating a little bit more calories. You don't realize it then. Because for a few weeks, you're able to get away with it. I, so, I, don't, I can't explain the, the science behind it, but you're able to get away with it for a little bit. And then slowly but surely, the weight keeps coming back on and on. And then out of nowhere, you're like, that gum, what happened? I gained more than what I lost. Yeah. <laughs> and then guess what? You repeat the whole cycle over and over. Yeah. It's a struggle. It is a struggle. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about this. Because a lot of times, you know, you plan on how to get to the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. We'll say your goal was 10. But then how do you get back off? You know, you can't keep cutting, trying to lose weight. Right. Eventually, you need to get the maintenance. Or maybe you want to, you know, gain weight because you want to build muscle. So that's kind of what we want to talk about. We want to give you a the mindsets and the tools and everything to help you along this journey. Not just to... I guess we're going to get into it, but you know, I mean, a, a pretty good thing that I've heard on this is life is lived in the valley, not on the mountaintop. Yes. The mountaintops are great and you get to see the view, but you don't, there's no life on top of the mountain. It's just rock. And we've, we've gone, we've been out there before in the mountains. Yeah. You can't stay up there forever. You can't live in a cut for the rest of your life. No, you have to know how to get back down. So life is lived in the valley where all mm -hmm. the, the woods and the animals and rivers and everything live. In, in, in the valley, I'd be, you know, trying to maintain. Mm -hmm. And that's, honestly, that's harder. Oh, 100%. Um, and, I, and I guess one of the things that we want to talk about as we're going into the psychological is, you know, and we've said in the last episode, it is a journey, not a destination. Oh, yeah. And I think, well, because... I guess most people will see it as like, well, I got a, I got a wedding. I got to cut some weight uh, for the wedding, whether I'm in it or just going to it. I got the beach and and they do see it as destination stops. You're stop. Yeah. I, I'll cut down. You, you, maybe you do it. Maybe you do look really good. But then once it hits, like kind of like you said earlier, like then it just slowly the next couple of weeks, like nothing's really changing, but you've kind of like thrown everything out the window. And then a couple months from there, you're at the same weight and or more because you lost all the habits that you had, you know, form trying to lead up into that weight loss. Yeah, it's gradual. And you, you, man, you don't notice it just snap. <clears throat> like, I, like you're blind and you're, you're not you're not able to witness what's going on. So Yeah. And um, with the journey thing, too, is it's so simple. It's so simple to say. It is very simple to say. Yeah. But just but knowing that and this is this is kind of tough that it almost it will it never ends. There's never a time when you, where it's just, oh yeah, I, I did it. Well, there's times where it becomes easier and it becomes more part of your life and you're not having to count because you are more intuitive about how you need to eat and like exactly. all that kind of stuff. But in terms of like, there's no, there's not a, there's not a final destination where you can be like at 60 years old. Now I got it. So journey. Yeah. And I, and I guess what says the net, next point, you know, obviously we talked about it's on a journey. It's a journey, not a destination. It's setting expectations. This one for me, it goes kind of hand in hand with what it's a journey is that it's going to be hard. And a lot of times you think, oh, I'll get, I'll get to the point where it's so easy. I can get out of bed and work out. I'm, I'm able to do it with ease. I'm able to eat properly and it's not a problem. Maybe. But for most, it's not. And I have that belief. 
And I think for a long time, you, you had the belief that it was going to be easy. Yeah, that eventually it would be easy. Yeah, and that's kind of why we want to talk about all these different mindsets and things. Is one to clear up a few items for you, so then you're like, oh wow, so that you're not discouraged. Because I was like, okay, once I lose all the weight, once I start working, it's going to be easy for me. I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be able to keep it off, no problem. Makes sense. But, but sometimes, like you're saying, it's going to be hard, and it might always be hard. And it might like you're like hard. you're already saying. Yeah, so it's it still might be maybe not as hard as it used to be, but it, it is going to be a challenge. You might be, yeah, it's just, it's always something you're going to have to think about. Yeah, and remember, hard isn't bad. Isn't bad. Hard is just hard. Hard is just hard, yeah. Yeah. And I think that can discourage a lot of people. Um, they're like, oh my gosh, I have to constantly be battling this problem, this demon. <laughs> well, that sets up for the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is something that I don't know if I came up with it. Like we've talked about, there is nothing new under the sun. There's not. It's just been repackaged and repurposed and delivered with a new sticker on top. This this is the <laughs> this is the hero's journey sticker. Yeah. So. This is <laughs> Here's something that um, I kind of learned along the way. A lot of these things are just things we've learned along the way. It's that you know you need to face your demons by entering the cave. So, okay. from Star Wars. What's the cave? I'm nerding out a little bit. You know that scene? Luke Skywalker lands in this planet. Can't remember what the planet is called. <laughs> and he meets a strange little green man. They go through a lot of things, blah, 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 blah. And then eventually he says, he asked, Yoda asks, man, you need to go into this cave. It's like, well, what's in the cave? And he says, only what you take with you. Mm. So, what I think, is this? I think, honestly, that was too deep for me to understand when I watched those movies when I was Oh, younger. when I was a kid, I was like, What's, what? I didn't know that Luke was entering his mind. Exactly. You're entering your mind. The cave is your mind. And, and the cave is the dark spot, like the dark corner of the mind where these demons live. Yeah. And insecurities and fears are. Insecurities, fears, any past trauma, anything else you may have gone through. And it's kind of hard to find those in the light when there is this pretty blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. But when you go into the cave, it's scary. You don't know what you're going to find. And who you're going to be when you come out. Yeah. What am I going to become? But for me, this has been so key. Um, obviously, Luke found out about Dark Vader, how to face Dark Vader. That was his 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 demons. We all have our own. Yeah. That we're, we're facing fears, insecurity, self-doubt. Um, but it's going to make it really, really hard to add new things into your life. Yes. When you have a lot of undealt things. That's true. Um, you need to create space in your mind. And you could, because for, for me, I was able to, you know, push through willpower my way through only for so long. But once I started doing, creating more space in my mind, dealing with some of these demons, you're able to add things easier. Um, I think I was talking to you about this. Well, a, we'll have to approach, but, uh, but with Goggins, I was into a recent episode, and I was like, yes, that's what he was, that's that's what I'm talking about, is he gave the example about... This uh, is David Goggins. David Goggins. Navy SEAL, look him up. Anyway, continue. You can, you, you can just say Goggins. Okay. You know who that is, guys. He's a guy, when you're scrolling YouTube or the internet, you're like, dang, I, mean, I didn't want to scroll that, because now I have to go work out or do something. <laughs> but he was talking about this, and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm what I meant saying, is because he's big on facing your your fears your demons is that think about a garage that's crowded and filled yeah and you're trying to find this is his example it's like you're trying to find a 10 pound dumbbell 
and you're searching you're like well i don't know where the heck it is how can i even find this because your mind the garage is your mind it's so crowded with all these different things but once you start reorganizing once you start throwing things away throwing things away decluttering get the demons these things that you're dealing with or in fighting now that you have space you can insert he discipline okay and here's discipline here is consistency here is all these other things all these are, here is healthy eating exercise but until you've entered your mind and have dealt with these demons there's people who have never dealt with it and they're able to maintain the weight off fine perfect that's why we say this is what's work what's working for us yeah it may work for you but once you do clear your mind and you deal with these things now that you can yeah part of these different things what was the other attempt that you had well i mean when you were saying that i was like I, it just reminded me there's this um incident with jesus when he talks about uh there being a bunch of demons in this individual and they cast the demons out it's kind of like we're talking about like getting rid of all these demons from us and then he said if you don't actually like you can clean the house but if you don't you know fill it with good things the demons are going to come back yeah. And it's going to be worse off at the end than it was in the beginning. So what Annabelle and even David Goggins are saying is once you get these demons out, you have to fill it with good things, good habits. Absolutely. Because if not, the demons are going to come back with vengeance. The demons don't want, you know, you to have good things. They don't want you to be successful. They don't want you to lose the weight. They don't want you to be healthy. But you mm. have to refill it with the good things. Mm, I love that. So I don't know when you're talking about that. It just made me think about. No, I think that all goes hand in hand. So enter the cave. Enter the cave. And yeah. only what you take with you is what you would find. Ooh, <laughs> that gum. I need to rewatch that movie now. That gum Yoda. <laughs> Dropping little <laughs> biblical truths in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knew? Uh, another one that we've we've already have a whole episode on this. But here's another thing that I think. We've talked about it at length. It's a skill set that we all need to learn. It's how to manage our stress. Yeah. And if you don't have proper coping mechanisms, because a lot of times we have to cope and deal with stress, and <laughs> we'll turn to the things we know. They served us for a purpose mm-hmm. for X amount of time of our life. Some of them may not have been the best. For me, at times, that was food. For you, it may be. For, you, for others, it might be answer whatever. Right. Uh, not that they're inherently good or evil, but maybe they're not the best long-term mm-hmm. or an excess to turn to. So that's why knowing how to properly manage your stress, how to prepare and de-stress and all these different tools are there so they you turn to them mm-hmm. instead of turning to your old habits that may not be good for you long-term. I mean, because like you're saying, stress is one of the things that... Al- that people will then turn to food when they're stressed. And that, again, like you're saying, it might not be everybody. Everybody might not turn that way. Yeah, it might be alcohol, drugs, it could be, but could in, be something healthy, who knows. But in this context and on keeping the weight off, we're talking about food and individuals listening know who you are when something stressful comes up. So, you know, check, we have an episode, episode 20, we talk about stress management, things that have worked for us to kind of de-stress. Yeah. Um, but again, that the things we said on that episode might not, pertaining you might have to look further and i think we mentioned on that it's those were just 10 tools to help us there are so many out there a lot you got to find the one a lot and that's why one of the things why we say is you have to know yourself mm-hmm. what worked for me and can may not work for you simple and, as that and with so like when we're talking about the stress and people turning to food 
there is like our next point there is emotional connection to food there is man um so i've I've done like a few like detox diets before mm-hmm. it is a lot of people compare it to when somebody who's an alcoholic stops drinking alcohol you're going through this mental and physiological change in your body and your body's like what the heck are you doing to me right now i mean even if you think about like caffeine withdrawals like people will actually get headaches yeah your your body's like i need it and it's a battle it's a mental battle that you're, you're gonna go through when you're trying to make changes and you know with the the emotional connection to food you might even think of happy times you know like that time you got ice cream with oh, your family the nostalgia, the man. Nostal- and, and and so when you are stressed and these uh, these other things pop up you you almost are tying in the food to the happy moment to deal with the stress that you're feeling at the yeah. time that's it, it reminds me of you know where comfort food comes from it does comfort us and it doesn't even have to be like emotional memory like you're saying yeah. it could just be I feel good when I eat it, and right now I'm feeling bad, and I don't want to feel bad. I want to feel good. Oh, it reminds you of that time when you're at a, when you're young, you're a little kid, you're hanging out with your grandpa, or grandma, and sometimes when people have their comfort food, you're like, "Why do you even?" That's like nasty. But I've heard to, of some people's comfort food. I'm like, "Whoa!" You're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but <laughs> it's true. You're like, "Oh, that's disgusting." But you kind of understand. You're like, "Oh, wow!" It's taking you. It's like you're almost traveling back in time to a place where you weren't in a stressful situation. Absolutely. So it makes sense, and you have to know that once you're also the sad diet, man. There's all these the so s- much sugar, all these terrible oils for your body. Yeah. And sad diet stands for standard American diet. Yeah, and there's all these other things that they're 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 not really good for your mind either Mm-mm. so when you're stripping a lot of these things the way your body's it's gonna naturally react yeah so just know that there is for a lot of people or just think for yourself if you have an emotional connection with food mm-hmm. you know knowing that and then knowing uh if you know food is the way you deal with stress um yep. again just have to self-reflect on this and just kind of realize for yourself if this is what you turn to yeah th- this was a uh big realization for me is that connection and another one too uh, I know we just talked about the sad diet and we're not trying to demonize it or make it this evil thing but it's know the purpose of food um, I think a lot of times we when we see food we sit in an aisle somebody walks in and says like points at that saying that's bad points at the other one that's good bad good bad good and that can really get into your head your psyche you're like well and it's kind of why you know when you're you're starting to die and then you eat this one thing well i'm i'm eating this thing that's bad i'm not bad well i might as well you know fell off the wagon i mm-hmm. need to i don't know you, you continue in that process but that's kind of yeah. why we have like the two-day rule and all these other things but you need to stop s- s- food is food you it's, know it's fuel it's fuel it's nourishment it's nourishment and it, here's another one that food also brings people together. Mm-hmm. You know, there is times of like when you sit down around the table and you and you can feast with each other. Yeah, and um, commune and spend time with family and loved ones. It's and it doesn't have to be bad. It's it's not bad. It it serves many purposes. More than just yeah, more than just fuel and nourishment. It can, yeah, it supports families and relationships. But if I think if you start to know the purpose. And the main purpose 
mm-hmm. on, on the basic biological level of food is fuel. Yeah. And to stop thinking of it as something like animal saying is like something bad. Cause you know, th- I mean, there are, are there some bad things to eat? Like, yeah, but I mean, yeah. some people take it to the nth degree and then like even, even eating an apple is bad because it's Listen, got- Yeah. Oh my, you can take it so far to the point where <laughs> you're growing your own vegetables and raising your own chickens and your own cows. Cause that's the only way I could eat. And, and again, if that's you, Totally cool. Yeah, that's you fine. Got, you got to keep doing that. But knowing the purpose, fuel, nourishment, and there's other good benefits and purposes of food, not just bad. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's key. And, you know, we kind of talked about the people is another big one that they kind of go hand in hand. They're going to help you or can make it really hard is the, the you need to have a good environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, was that a good support, a good uh, support group, so good people around you? Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, is that if not, is it's gonna be really hard. You're gonna be fighting against the norm around you, mm-hmm. and you could do it. You can muster it up and do it for a while, but if not, it's gonna be really, really hard. You need to have people who are like minded. Maybe, maybe nobody in your family's done this before. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be hard. So maybe they can be your people. I'm not saying not, but you need to go maybe find another group, somebody who's on the same mission as you. Maybe they're in, a little bit further In addition ahead. to your family. In addition to yeah. your family, yes. Not, do not, not cut your family off. <laughs> yeah, do not take it as me saying cut them out. No, they're, they're, your, they're your family. Same thing with your friends, I'm not saying. But you need somebody else who's going to either on the same journey as you or has already gone on it. Gone on it. Yeah. That's key. That's something I'm like, wow. Because if not, you're on this alone. And that's kind of why we started, one of the many reasons we started this podcast, we want to help you through that because you need somebody else to guide you and be there with you and tell you some of these things that we're telling you right now. It's going to be hard. You're going to have withdrawals with food. Um, and if you don't have that, you know, you're going to go back to what you know. And what you know a lot of times is what the way you were raised, the way you grew up. And it's going to be an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. And with your surroundings, too, is that people talk about this all the time. Uh, Maybe you want to create some friction with some of your food, some of the things. Like, you can not saying don't eat it, but don't have it around the house. These are basic things that you've heard a thousand times. I don't want to get too much into it. But creating a good environment is going to mm-hmm. set you up for success. You know what that is for yourself. Yeah. Like, if it's keeping your running shoes by the door. If it's keeping the fruit on the tape, whatever you need to do, reminders need to set for yourself. Yes. You know, that's what you need to do. Um, and I think too, was that it's, you know, was your environment with the people and, and everything is that you always want to start everything kind of small, but you want to add fast. Um, I think a lot of times we wait too long and then you want to find that right balance of it's hard but not too hard to where I can't consistently where I feel like demotivated to try to do it. It's like that. It's, it's hard to say. It's that balance of this is challenging enough where it's motivating me to achieve this challenge, but not to the point where like, I can't do that right now. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I've heard it referred to as the, uh, the Goldilocks principle. Okay. But it's something too was your, when you're trying to change your environment and you're trying to do these things, try to do it slowly but also challenging enough that right balance. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes total sense. 
I guess the ho- too hot and too cold. So I yeah. all the li- okay. I, I was catching. <laughs> on, I was catching on there. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I, th- I think people, your environment, um, are key, key to a lot of things. And it helps create good habits yeah. being around people that are going through it with you. Oh, uh, definitely. And, and that can support you. Yeah, and even too is it even if this is the twentieth time that you're trying to start this journey, having maybe somebody else who who's gone through it, it's going to be helpful. And, he, and he's some, that's kind of what I thought, thought about it. Cause sometimes with your fam, you're like, Oh, you're, what are you, what are you doing this time? Insert this. And like, oh, okay. You know, they've, they've been through it a lot with you and not nothing against them, but it can be demotivating. It can be demotivating. Cause they're not that they don't believe in you, but they may say, well, which it's one is kind of that they don't believe in you. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. But that's a whole different thing. Right. They just came to mind. Um, Another one too is just you need to to have a little bit of a positive self esteem. You need mm-hmm. to believe in yourself. And that that's hard. Um, it's very hard sometimes, especially if you've been beat down so many times. You've especially tried if it's thirty years time. <laughs> you tried and failed so many times. But this is why we almost start off with the facing your demons. Yeah. Because failure can be one of those demons. It is that is plaguing you right now. And needing to address mm-hmm. that and say, I know I've failed 20 times. I know I've rebounded 20 times. But let me address this demon of failure mm-hmm. so that I can start having more self-esteem to be able to conquer this. And I think was the next one we were going to talk about. It's like you need to know how to properly. We'll get into that. You need to know how to reflect. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and look back and and see like, kind of what you were saying is, okay, well, why did I fail? What went wrong? What can I do? How can I conquer this next time? Um, there's many theories because around how to build positive self-esteem, how to regain. You cannot force somebody to believe in themselves. You can't. But what I think and what I've read is what I did is like sometimes you have to start even when you don't believe in yourself, and then then let belief catch up. And start pack start stacking those wins. Start stacking some wins. I lost one pound. Boom. And maybe you have had to test in the past. If that's you, great. In that case, what I want you to do is make a list of all your past wins. So when that moment of doubt, fear, whatever your demons are, are are trying to attack you, you can point to that and say, no, listen, shut up. Yeah. Here's here's what I've done. I know I can do this. Yeah. Um. I mean, that, I mean the self-belief is huge. It's so huge. And I can't sit here and tell you... You got to believe in yourself. <laughs> right. You just got to go do it. Yeah. Whatever whatever helps you. These are just, you know, some of the things that we said. I, I do think that you need to stack wins, um, you know, and then ha- make start making a list of, of them so that you can always reflect on them, on those moments of doubt and security, whatever it is that you're, challenge- uh, you're facing. Some people say, you know, you can have like a daily mantra where you look at stuff in the mirror. That might help you where you mm-hmm. say, you know, I am enough. I there's different things on there. You just got to find what works for you to help you build your self-esteem, to build that, so you can internalize that self-belief of like, I can change, I can do this, I can conquer this. Right. So. And I think you touched on this just a second ago, but you got to make sure you properly reflect. Yeah. Um, here, Here's a good quote is from uh, John Dewey. We do not learn from experience. We learn from reflecting on experience. How many times have you gone through something and a year, a month later, you end up doing the same thing? 
Mm-hmm. But people say you learn from experience, but sometimes you feel like you don't. Yeah, I mean, you don't. If you're, you're again, if you're not reflecting, you're not learning. Just because you went through something doesn't mean that something, you know, something's going to change. <laughs> you don't change. Yeah, you're like, oh, man, that was terrible. But like, yeah, but what did you learn from it? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not this grandiose insight, but it could be something minor. Like, okay, this time where I maybe struggled or f- I don't consider a failure. The only time you really fail is if you stop trying. That's, it. That's a good point. You know, think yeah. of it as lessons learned. Setbacks. You know? Yeah. No, I, I really like that, that it's failures only if you stop trying. That's Goggins. That's Goggins? Dad <laughs> Gummit Goggins. He's the uh, modern day philosopher. <laughs> He's the modern day Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> but when he said that, I was like, I've, and I've heard people say similar things. And it's kind of like the whole growth mindset that we have is like, it's not a failure. It's just maybe a missed opportunity. Not even like a missed opportunity. Win or learn, that kind of yeah, mindset. You win, or if you lose, quote unquote, you're actually just going to learn from it. It's like almost like you're winning either way. Right. You know, it's like failure and setback. But you have to know how to reflect. There's multiple different ways out there. There's the um, one that I, I think like a lot of recovery groups use, and you can also find in therapy. It's, I can't remember what the proper name is, but essentially you're asking a lot of questions like who, what, when, where, why. Uh, like, you know, who are the people that are influences this, this situation? What are the things that are triggering you? Uh, when, like, what times are you most vulnerable? Like, mm-hmm. Okay, during this time of day is when I'm. We'll, we'll use food. Yeah. This is around, I don't know, midnight. For some reason, man, I just. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then the places, it could be like certain places where you. You see those golden arches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The like, bell starts ringing. <laughs> it's like, mm, it is midnight. It is that time. Um, and then why? Like, you know, what feelings are coming up? What desires are coming up? You know, what. What demons are coming up? Well, what, what's? But you got to think and reflect on these things. If you're not, you, you're not gonna catch them. You're not gonna catch them. That's why I say you have to. You have to know how to reflect. And then the last one is how. You know, you know how did you get there? And then also with so all after you do all this after you figure out like that, the who, what, when, where, how, why, and then the how of how it all kind of transpired. You can then make a plan for yourself. Yeah. No. I can't do that for you. Cam can't do that for you. You we cannot. It's going to require a lot of self-awareness and mindfulness. Honestly, a lot of mindfulness. For sure. And we do have a couple episodes, episodes three and four. We do talk about some mindset and rules and, and, and things to consider kind of between the ears. You can go back and check those out. We do have some, some good, uh, some good content there to kind of help. But um, yeah, these are, there, there's a lot of information here. Yeah. Let's, we can do a quick summary. So, uh, it's a journey, not a destination. Yeah. Set expectations. It, it may always be hard. may not. Uh, you got to face your demons by entering the cave. Having proper stress management tools in your toolkit. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an emotional connection with food. You mm-hmm. have to understand that. So you might um, you might have some difficulties when you try to detox, leave those foods. Um, know the purpose of food. Food isn't always bad. It's fuel. Mm-hmm. It can be a time to celebrate and many more. Uh, make sure you have a good uh, good support group, uh, good surroundings. They are set up to help you achieve your desired outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a positive uh, self-esteem so that internalize that belief that, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can change. And then pr- 
properly reflecting. This one, I feel like it kind of ties a lot of this together. Yeah. And then, yeah, and also, maybe you tried all these things, didn't work for you, that's okay. You might need professional help. Yeah. Find a, a, a support group. Like there's actual formal support groups out there or my therapy, but that's okay. Yeah. It, like we said, it's a journey. You might need to seek some counsel and, and a therapist. Yeah. And again, there, I think there's a lot of, I think we are destigmatizing that as the years go on, which is good. I think it used to be kind of a thing. You don't, I don't need marriage counsel. I don't need food count. I don't need any of this counsel, yeah. or, but I think it's becoming more uh, common and less like demonized to seek yeah. out care like that. So nothing wrong with seeking out uh, some therapy for this. If you've tried these things by yourself and can't get it done. Yeah. There's just another person guiding you on your journey. Um, that's a lot of the mind and spirit. A lot of the psychological side. Yeah, We do have some things on the physiological side, kind of more of the body. Just as important though. This is just as important. And again, I'm going to say a disclaimer on this. We are getting majority of this from his name is Dr. Peter Atia. If you don't know who he is, you should really check out his content. Again, it's Dr. Peter Atia, A-T-T-I-A. And that's where we're getting a lot yeah, of this. He has some great stuff out there. Great stuff. Um, you can probably find it on YouTube. We're going to link a video from his website um, in the description, which is where I'm getting a lot of this information. So if I do a crap job of describing it, you can have his professional <laughs> Um, you know, voice talking about that. And that's what he came up with. But essentially it's a framework for nutrition and fasting, kind of like he called it nutritional biochemistry, which yeah. is a big fancy word. He's a really smart guy, but I'm just going to, there's three things to it. And I'm going to try and simplify this the best I can. There is three things you can do to essentially lose weight, get in shape, change your body, all that kind of stuff. One is how much you eat. One is when you eat, and the other is what you eat, okay? Mm. So let me break this down just a little bit more. So we're on a path right now. So envision yourself on a path. And the path that you are currently on, Annabelle called it earlier the SAD diet, the standard American diet. And essentially, all this is saying is you're eating a lot of processed foods, whether that's fast food, eating out things that are high in uh, calories, low in nutritional value, probably lots of like sodium and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. So it's almost like another three or four path. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I want everyone to think about they're on that path right now mm -hmm. and you come to a fork in the road. Okay. And you're like, I'm changing and now you're going to be left with a fork and neither one of these are wrong. Okay. Yeah. So at the end of the video, we have a call to action. We want you to choose one of these routes. Okay. So Dr. Peter Tia says one route you can take is called dietary restriction, okay? And that's going to be more of that last part, which is what you eat, mm -hmm. okay? So this is, think about all the the diets out there, keto, vegan, paleo, paleo Whole30, any Mediterranean, any kind of diet out there mm -hmm. um, that you find online is a form of dietary restriction. It's restricting what you eat or a, yeah. a port or something. Yeah. Of it's what like taking eat. a food group out of the equation. Yes. It's taking a food group, maybe a macronutrient like yeah. protein, carbs, or fats. It's, and it's eliminating something. It's restricting mm -hmm. it. Um, that is one route you can go on. Okay. Where you're really focusing on the what, 
And sometimes that's easy for people, you know, like, okay, all I got to do is really try to avoid carbs or all I got to do is avoid meat or all I got to do is, but this is also where a lot of, he, he said a lot of the religiosity where people really get into their bands and their tribes and demonize the other groups. And it's always been going, it is like a religion. I'm keto. (laughs) You're keto. Well, I heard that. Yeah. I heard you're going to hell. (laughs) Being plant-based is a lot holier, but I guess keto is fine. Yeah. But this is, this is where. Honestly, we don't have a lot of research supporting one group or the other. We, I mean, some people have great results on yeah. vegan. Go I, for it. I feel it. like they may, they meaning these different groups may yeah. disagree, but I think a lot of it boils down to you're removing a lot of the things from the sad diet. That's the, that's honestly. In my opinion, they, they will get mad, but any saying, I don't want to say anything. Most things are a lot better than the sad diet. Most, yeah, by you, you can do any of these and you'll be a lot healthier than if you were doing the sad diet. Absolutely. Because you're, uh, you're uh, at the end of the day, you're taking about all the junk. Yeah. Don't tell them I said that. They'll get mad. They'll come after us. They'll come after. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't come after us, please. So there's the what you eat, the dietary restrictions. Mm-hmm. You can go down that route. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you got to know yourself to know if that is something you can kind of keep up with or modify. Yeah. And I think needed. that's one of the things we want to eventually talk about is like, you have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. What dietary approach is going to work for you? You might have to play around with some of these. So that's one path. The other path, um, think about it going in the other direction, is going to be when you eat. Okay. And this is, so people call it intermittent fasting. Just but some sort of fasting, right? Yeah. Essentially, don't think of it as that. Think of it more as time. He, Dr. Peter Tia calls it time-restricted feeding, which means you're still going to eat. You're not... So fasting means that you're eliminating something and you're not you're not eating it again. So like fasting for a day, like you don't eat that yeah. day, you're not the next day eating double to make up for the mm-hmm. day you lost. You just fast and you didn't eat anything. This is really not that. This is more of restricting when you eat. So like I'm not going to eat until two o'clock in the afternoon. Now, again, you might be able to uh, eat all the calories you need after two. But at the end of the day, it's saying you have a window of time in which you're going to eat. And outside that window, I'm not going to eat. Yeah. I would say with that, you're, so th- where the what you eat is you're focusing on the actual food itself. Mm-hmm. The when you eat, you're not really – there's overlaps between these. But this primarily is saying, quote, unquote, I'm going to eat whatever I want. But it's only going to be in this fixed period of time. Yes. But there is overlap, though. Yeah, there is overlap. So this would say, like, if you know yourself and you know, like, man, I just I really just can't cut all this stuff out. Like, I just can't go keto. I can't really go low carb. I I can't do the whole 30. Like, I'm, I'm not really going to be able to restrict what I eat. Well, you need to go down this path and you need to just restrict when I'm going to eat. And what yeah. this is ultimately going to do is pro- most likely put you in a calorie deficit because you yeah. can't be eating all day. I would say. Generally speaking, with all three, even we haven't, we haven't talked about a lot, it's gonna work because you're restricting, you're you're cutting a lot of calories out of your diet. Yep. Um. So there's even research, and and he kind of alludes to it in the video, like even restricting when you eat is beneficial for the body. Like it yeah. almost gives the body time to, I don't want to say regenerate, but like if you're constantly almost stoked, to rest, right? It gives it time to rest. Like if you're constantly like spiking your insulin, like you are on the sad diet. But then you continue the sad diet, but you just have a window of six or eight hours that you eat. You give your body 16 hours of not eating and spiking your insulin. And there's benefits to your uh, metabolic health from just doing that. Yeah. So the 
that's the two paths. Now, what he then goes on to say is, then what you can do is you can start to link both paths. So maybe mm. you're restricting when you eat and maybe you want to transition to what you eat or you could do both. You can do, I'm, I'm only eating between 1 and 8 p.m. or whatever. And I'm doing paleo. And now I'm doing paleo too. So now you're linking them mm-hmm. or you transition from one to the other. <clears throat> so those are the next two paths that you can, or combining paths. And then the last way, what the last thing that you can do is restrict how much you eat. Now, all of this is kind of restricting how much, in a sense, like you're not focusing yeah, on that. That's not the exactly. focus. The focus on those two are what and then when. This one's focusing on how much. Yeah, and in this one, in theory, I don't care when you eat or what you eat as long as you are within X number. Yes, and then again, there's different ways on how you can go about that. He actually does not uh, tell people to just go straight calorie restrictions because that doesn't work in the long term. It will in the short term, and mm-hmm. it's and it's good. You can definitely lose a bunch of weight, but you obviously can't constantly be in a restriction or else you'll die. Yeah. So um, again, you get to the mountain top, and then you're like, oh, how do I get down? <laughs> right. So again, th- that is that is fine, but that's where most people jump to. They jump straight to this really hard calorie restrictions where you're just in a deficit, 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 and then you're gonna either going to plateau, crash, and then revert back. He, he recommends more for the calorie restriction is do actual intermittent fasting, which means you either go like a day without eating or you only drink water for the day, or maybe you go a, a, an extended period of time being in a calorie deficit, but then going back to mm. baseline where you're not just consistently for months and months in a calorie restriction. Yeah, you, you cannot be trying to cut for that long, honestly. And uh, I mean, if you want to go to that approach, you can cycle through you're in a cut maintenance cut maintenance exactly yeah so he said that these are all so these are kind of leading those two paths that we talked about can lead to this um and incorporating you can incorporate all those things um but anything is better than the standard american diet you just need to know yourself and which path you need to take do you need to restrict what you eat do you need to restrict when you eat or how much you eat one thing i would say yeah um, cause I've done some of these, you know, religious ties, yeah, whatever you want to call it, and you will get to a point where, hey, man, I've, I'm doing paleo keto, and I'm not losing any more weight. Mm-hmm. At some point, it could also be because your body is now at a new maintenance, and if you yep. really want to lose weight, then then maybe you need to integrate a little bit of yeah. calorie counting so that you can utilize this, all of these. Again, and he, uh, I, I believe in the video, but I definitely believe that he would think that he does not want you to think about this as a hard, fast thing. Yeah. Like, you have to do it this way. He's just introducing a framework, and it's uh, you'll see in the diagram that he draws, it's free-flowing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Don't get into these camps, people. You know, you got to see what works for you. You might at a time need to be in one thing and time be another thing. Sure. Like I've experimented with uh, intermittent fasting or Mm -hmm. or quote unquote the and the time restricted feeding. Like I've gone days where I don't eat. I've gone days where I just eat in a window. Um, You just got to find what works works best for you and when to do it. And when to do it. But that's a good point, Annabelle. I like that. Yeah, I would say at some point, maybe not at the beginning, but... I think calorie counting for a little bit of time in your life, it, I, I think is beneficial only because it helps create awareness mm-hmm. that you may not have. Like, yeah, you know, you did paleo, you did keto, whatever, and but then you kind of want to come off. 
but you don't know how to come off. Mm-hmm. Or when you come off, you gain the weight because you're adding a food group in and now your calories right. jumped up. And then your mind is like, oh my gosh, it's because I'm eating this food that's so bad. And you, you start demonizing. No, it's a, that food is calorically, that's a lot of calories and it's not going to fill you up. And that's why you're eating all these calories, which is why now you're gaining weight. Yes. So I think for I me, do, yeah, I agree with at you. At some point in your life, do it. It's not forever. Don't do that forever. You can't count every calorie for the rest of your life. But at least I have a mindset of, oh, okay, I generally kind of know where I'm at. Exactly. Um, and then, like, the good thing is, like, what is your plan after you lose the weight? That's really important for you. Like, what we're trying to help you with. Yeah, exactly. So know that it's free-flowing and that you might need to count. You might need to jump to some of these other things. And not, like, jumping, jumping like, diet to diet. I'm not saying, no, like, yeah. not like the yo-yo, but, like, Don't knowing that, that you, you might need to transition to something slightly different or add something back in. And, guys, there, don't get into these camps. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. I've done that. And you're, may, hey, maybe, maybe it's a part of your journey. I don't know. I don't yeah. know you. But we're trying to save you some time. We're trying to speed up the process yeah. to get you Again, this is what's further. worked for us. This is what we think. But it might not work for you. You might you need to see what works for well yeah. for you. It's, I, I agree. Um, also with this is you have to have, we want you to lift weights. Awesome, great, but it may not be for you. Understand that you need to have some sort of physical activity. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know we said in the past you can lose weight without doing cardio. Great, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do some physical activity. You have to have something you do every day. Yeah, whatever that might be, walking, mm-hmm. cycling, walking outside of your job. Not mm-hmm. walking. <laughs> you might have a very doing something where you're getting your body. You have to get your body moving. Absolutely, and um. Again, we do want to try to choose quality foods, you know, foods that are going to be more bang for your buck, but uh, it's a process, you know? Yeah, it is a process. Like, overall, like we said, all these diets, you're going to eat it, You're going to eat better than the sad diet. Absolutely. Try to stick to whole foods. Try to get good sources of protein. Yes, even if you're vegan, you can get protein. Mm-hmm. You know how to do it. Um, and yeah, just, if you stick by that, Maybe you can have like your own your guiding. You can have your own diet. Your own, yeah, your own diet. A lot of that, whatever works for you. You can call it whatever you want to call it, the Annabelle diet. <laughs> Book's coming out soon, guys. <laughs> the Annabelle diet. But you have to have your North Star that says, okay, for me, what works for me is if I stick to, I don't know, we'll say paleo. Because I've, yep. done, I've done a little bit more of that. For me, that's like my North Star is paleo. And I personally know when I can go a little bit off track to this side because mm-hmm. I know if I eat this food it's fine and then but if I know if I go this far that's going to set me off and that's another thing that we we try to say is that you have to know yourself you have to know your trigger foods foods that are like man if I eat that it's going to eat a hundred of them yeah I'll eat a hundred so knowing yourself trying to find the right pass and yes it's not a fits pass you're going to merge the two or three at some point in your life who mm-hmm. knows but um, we do have uh, a call to action today since yes. there was a lot of information here and sometimes it's information overload and no one acts. So yep. from the, from the mindset side, the psychological side that Annabelle was talking about, just try and pick one of those things. Pick maybe, one. maybe it's the demons you need to consult first. Maybe it's the self, whatever you feel like you're struggling yeah, maybe with. Maybe you want to find a support group, something choose just one. one, just one to start acting on and then choose one from Dr. Peter Atia's framework. 
Maybe it's you just need to start counting calories, like Annabel said. Maybe you need to go on when you eat. Maybe it's what you eat. Yeah, maybe you cut out cut cut out some stuff. Whatever, cut out some, whatever it needs to be, but just pick one and get started with it. Um, and then yeah, trying to think. There's there's so much more that we we yeah. can keep going on and on and on. But I think if you just start with that, it'll be a good. Uh, if you do all or some of these things, we really think it's going to help you in the long run. It's, it's been helping us, and uh, I believe it'll continue to help us, and we've seen it work for others, and we believe it'll work for you. Anything else you got there, Annabelle? No, I, I, I think this is, this is it, Doc. Okay. Everybody, just remember, you are human. We should not seek perfection, but daily improvement. All right? See you guys. All right, see you guys. See you guys.